0: I think that Texas Tech wasn't going to make me a pro. Mm. And you got to go into that gym and train like you the best one in that gym. If you don't work, it's going to show. And when you run up against different and you not, I don't want to train with somebody who don't work. (laughs) I killed a lot of McDonald's Americans when I got to college. Oh, I was just saying the level of competition, to be honest, uh, the mentality, uh, the work ethic aren't at a very high level. I think the gap is bigger now. six five five on a good day. <clears throat> on so, a good day. <laughs> it's a day that I miss unless it was like a holiday. It's always good to play with other good players. You gotta make decisions based off of your values and what you want. It shouldn't really matter like where. I don't think you should really focus on location. Like I said, the roster. Who's on the roster? Who's the coach? After basketball and networking is key. Did you
1: know that I have two books? One called The Little Girl Big Dreams. It's about an ambitious little girl who overcomes every no to say yes to a dream. The other is called Changing Lanes. It's about, it teaches you about the things that you learn from sport and how it translates to life after sport. Be sure to check these out at it'sjustdifferentpod.com. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to It's Just Different Podcast, where we bring on people who have been where you are trying to go, and or have helped countless athletes get there. I'm your host, Ashley Roberts, serial entrepreneur, podcaster, Arthur, whatever, all those good stuff. But we have another special guest in all let me tell you, before I bring her on, we've been trying to do this episode for like, I think two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month at, at this point. That overseas life ain't no joke, but we are finally here. Former college player, current professional player. I'm gonna kind of let her introduce herself because, yeah, that's that's just what we're gonna do today. We got Ja'prees. What is up?
0: What's up, Ja'prees Dean? Here, uh, I'm currently in France. She is right. We took a long time to get this put together. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad we finally got it put together. I'm glad to be here, but, um, yeah, so I played at UCLA four years. I started my first year at Texas Tech, uh, graduated high school in 2015, graduated college from UCLA 2020. And now I've been playing overseas ever since, um, four year pro now, um, have got the opportunity to play in different countries. So that's been pretty amazing
1: i love it i love it now we start this podcast off always asking what's different what would you say is different i'm gonna go with aau specifically what do you what would you say is different in aau basketball now from back then from when you played
0: oh i was just say the level of competition to be honest uh the mentality uh the work ethic i think it's different now i mean i haven't been around too much but i have got to see some high school girls um, you know, practice, play, or whatever it is in AU. But I think the gap is just different. I think now there's, like, a, girls who are, like, at a very high level, and then there's just girls that aren't at a very high level. I think the gap is bigger now than it was back then. Back then, it was just a bunch of us that was cold. So I think just the level of uh, competition is different now.
1: That's a fact. And it's because everybody, like – now everything is aau if you're playing summer ball you playing aau like it is very different where some of these kids that's really like Rick. that's really right level it ain't aau so i agree with that now play the tech play the ucla current pro power five schools let's let's walk us back it's a lot of young girls watching this that want to be doing exactly what you are doing but they don't really know what the work looks like like how did you even get to getting that texas tech scholarship
0: it was hard so i'm a point guard and i'm a small guard i'm about five six five five on a good day <laughs> on so a good I'm, day <laughs> so i'm a small guard so i had to do extra than what it would be to be like a six foot guard to be a postwear so mm-hmm. the amount of time that i put in was crazy I, I saw that you had a podcast with sean hardiman and that's who i trained with my entire high school career Mm -hmm. so for me it wasn't just high school practice it was okay wake up go to shoot in the morning then have our high school practice in the after school and then straight after that i was going to ball heart every Mm -hmm. single day and i don't think there was a day that i missed unless it was like a holiday some days me and him was in there on christmas or on my birthday anything like that so there was not a day that i probably did not miss i was just countless hours in the gym and i had to do it because of my disadvantages with my size
1: i love it but i know Priest ain't always been like that or have you like when did you start falling in love with basketball
0: yeah, you're right. When I was younger, I mean, I was kind of naturally good at basketball. So mm-hmm. when I was younger, my dad would be like, you need to get in the gym. You need to get in the gym. And I'm just like, nah, you know, I'm, I'm already, like, good. Like, I don't yeah. need to get in the gym. So I think, like, when I met Sean, like, uh, I think I was in eighth grade. So eighth grade to ninth grade is when I, like, was like, okay, I could, like, be good at this. I can go to college to do this. And then that was the turn. That's when I started to put the work in. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Who did you play AAU with?
0: I played for Team Express. I played for Texas Ambassadors first when I was younger for my dad, and then I played for Team Express uh, for Clarissa Davis um, through high school.
1: Clarissa done had some goats. Like, I feel like everybody played with Clarissa.
0: Yes, yeah, she. we had a good team, man. We had some, some good players, and I'm glad that I got to play with those first because I think if I didn't, I wouldn't have got the looks that I did in AAU. Mm-hmm. It's always good to play with other good players.
1: Yeah. How long? So how long were you with uh, Team Express?
0: Um, I think three years, two or three years, my, towards the end of my high school uh, career.
1: Got it. All right. So eighth grade—that's kind of when you got serious. You was with, or you was train. Was you training with Sean before that? Or eighth grade? Around the eighth grade time—that's when you. Around that time, um, I met that's him. When you yeah. training. Okay, and was with Team Express. Now, when did that first offer come?
0: Ooh, I think maybe when I was a sophomore, maybe when I was a freshman, maybe when I think when I was a sophomore, um, I think my me and Sean always talk about this. I think my first offer was Stephen F. Austin, but I say it was Texas state, but that's (laughs) when my first offer. And those, that was the, that was the team or the team that offered me first.
1: Are y'all, are y'all listening to this? Are y'all hearing this, whether it was her freshman year or sophomore year, it wasn't seventh grade. It wasn't eighth grade. Like, Japrice, I'm gonna be honest. I'm tired of seeing like these parents like think that they need to get an offer in sixth grade. That they need to get an offer in seventh grade. Like it just mm-hmm. don't. And I'm not saying let me because people really be on me. I'm not saying that it don't happen. There are kids that get offers young. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, one, it don't matter. Like. If you get an offer in seventh grade, so what? That coach probably won't even be there by the time it's time for you to go.
0: It was so many changes happen during that time. You change, there might you might have injuries, like so many different things change at that at that age and you aren't even, you know, fully developed to even know this is the school I wanna go to. Like you don't know all the ins and outs to okay, this is what I need from this school or whatever it may be. So I think that is young.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, got your offer, went through AAU, did all that. What made you choose Texas Tech?
0: At the time, I I really loved uh, the pursuit the coach had for me. So, I went on my visit. I committed on my visit. I loved it. I mean, obviously, it was a power five, so they have all the nice stuff, all the facilities. So, it wasn't about that for me. It was just about, you know, what at the time candy whitaker was the coach so what coach whitaker like was doing and and you know her confidence she had in me i was going to come in and play which i did so you know she kind of kept her word in that and i appreciated that
1: now let me ask you why did you leave texas tech
0: <laughs> there are many reasons why i love texas tech <laughs> but at the end of the day i think for me As serious as I was about basketball, I think that Texas Tech wasn't going to make me a pro. Mm. And I needed to be in a a team with a coach who I was going to become a pro. And I needed to be on a team that had previous pros. Like, you know, every year there's a WNBA pick or, you know, they go overseas and play things like that. So I wanted to be in an environment where I was going to be a professional basketball player.
1: That's that's actually good right there. And I want to kind of go back from that statement of like, AAU. like I talk with the podcast It's it's I make the podcast for a lot of different reasons. But one of it is really just to kind of educate parents and players just about the AAU process, recruitment, all those different things. And like from what you just said, one of the reasons was basically like that specific thing was it wasn't going to make you a pro. Like I really do feel like when kids are looking for AAU teams and they're trying to figure out where to play it should be specific to their needs. Like you just said mm-hmm. something that was specific to you. It had nothing to do with your teammates. It had nothing to do with the coach. It was very specific to you. So I love that you pointed that out because I feel like a lot of parents are struggling every year of like, do I play on this circuit team? Do I do I play on a non-circuit team? Do I stay with my friends? And like, it's very mm-hmm. important to pick something, someone that's going to invest in you. So I love that you said right.
0: that. No, yeah, it's definitely all about what you want and what you want out of life. Like anything you do, you got to make decisions based off of your values and what you want. Mhm.
1: So after, t- well, did you have to, did you have to sit out?
0: I did. So I I played one year at Tech. I stayed my sophomore year a little bit. I played two games and I left. So mm-hmm. I had to sit out, yeah, an entire year. I didn't get to start playing until December of you know, 2017 or whatever that year was.
1: So how do you feel about that now that you got the transfer portal
0: and people get to just play whenever? <laughs> no, yeah, that it's, it's unfortunate that I didn't get to play right away, but, you know, a lot of people talk about transfers and, oh, they leaving, you know, I'm a transfer. So I root for people like that need a, if it's not where they want to be, that's not where they want to be, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm all for the transfer portal, but it is nice that they get to play right away, but I think it was good for me that I got to sit out a year because I needed that. And I got Ooh. to sit and I got to practice against Jordan Canada every single day of, you know, practice. You know what? People so it don't was talk
1: about that, though. Yeah. like It was a development year for me. Exactly. I was just going to say that that's almost like development, like free school with development, like being able to get into a system, being able to understand the system without playing any games like people don't actually talk about that I didn't even think about it from that point it was nice so okay I want to go back to that a little bit because you said you played two games and then you left like why was it just a sudden
0: like forget it I'm leaving uh it was some beef you know so (laughs) you know I don't play about me and I don't play about my career so if it's not what I want and you know what's gonna help me, then I'm gonna bounce. Like that's just the way it is. So I think that you should always think about you and do what's best for you, no matter what and no matter what situation it is. And that's what I did. So some things were happening in those two games. We were having conversations with my parents, with the coach, um, you know, trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I want to leave. And then you know, she tried to convince me I should stay. So I did. That's why I put that's why I stayed in those two games and mm-hmm. played, which was a mistake, because at the time when you play one minute in one game, your whole that whole season gets like it's like I played the whole season, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it worked out for me on the back end. But yeah, she she tried to convince me to stay and, and I did and I tried it out and it just wasn't for me. I get it. Now,
1: what made you see a later pick?
0: Ooh, that was hard i I, honestly i did not want to go to ucla i i was so like traumatized with like what was going on at texas tech that i wanted to be close to home so i like in my head i'm like at least if i'm going through something bad i could be close to home so i wanted to go to a m so i love I love to visit um i was like i think this is where i want to go like i if something doesn't go right for me i'm down the street go home and I don't wanna be in California miserable. Like that I have to have a take a flight to go back home and I didn't wanna do that. But my dad, you know, he's he's he got the brain. so he, you know, laid it out for me and it was the best decision for me.
1: How I wanna talk about that though, like if you mind me asking, like how was cause I'm assuming A M offered, U C L A offered. Was it between those two?
0: Uh there was a few other schools. Uh N C State, it was a few other schools, but those at that point, I, was, I wasn't really considering them. Uh, I was just considering really those two Those teams. two,
1: right. So those were the two that you was considering. So, like, mm-hmm. what was that from a family dynamic from you, like, being able to lay out, like, between – because, like you just said, you wanted to stay home. So, like, how did y'all go between the two?
0: Honestly, I really – it was fun to go through that recruitment process again, like, to see that people wanted me and value, mm-hmm. like, my basketball skills. So I loved that. Um But it was hard. I had to think about, you know, who was on the roster at Texas A&M, you know, at that time, and the point guard was going to be there for a certain amount of time. And then we looked at UCLA, who Jordan was going to be the senior point guard on the roster the the first year I played, and then she would leave. Mm -hmm. So then that left room for me to step in and be the point guard for the rest of the years. So I think that was the main – not the main – but that was one of the reasons, like, it was a better decision. I would be playing with Kennedy Carter or behind Kennedy Carter for four years. Or I could be at UCLA running the show.
1: You are really, really dropping some information. Like, I really hope people are listening to that. Yeah. Like, people don't take that into consideration. Like, literally, like, earlier you said that you wanted to be a pro. Well, how do I be a pro? Get minutes. <laughs> be on the court. And. Right. Both of those are good options. But at the end of the day, you had one where the point guard is getting ready to leave. So you get to, as you just said, that was my development year. I got to play against her every day. She's getting ready to leave. You also got Kennedy Card over here, who's a dog, who's a hooper that you could play with or play behind. But, you know, she's there for four years. Like, that is
0: right. that is a big a big difference.
1: Like, I love that.
0: Yeah, it was a tough decision, but it was the best decision.
1: Now, what was what was UCLA like? You know, I always I've always said like I've always liked UCLA colors. Like I've always said, if I would, I always always be like I'm going. I'm not going outside of Texas, but if I do, I would love to go to UCLA. That was always the school.
0: <laughs> yeah, UCLA is nice. So when I was on my visit and I was watching the game, like I was like daydreaming, like mm. dang, like I could really be on this court in this jersey playing for ucla so i was like imagining myself like in that in those people's shoes at the time and i was just like you know like shocked like yeah when i was in high school i never dreamed of i could be playing at ucla like it was always like okay like okay we got some mid-major offers okay you know we got a few power five offers like i wasn't one of those ones at the time when i was coming out of high school so to see the work that I put in that year at Texas Tech to be able to get those offers at UCLA was like, you know, it was mind blowing for me that I got that opportunity because I never in a million years thought that I would play for UCLA when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So it was nice living in L.A. I got to meet every NBA player you could probably name, think of because, you know, they got the runs at UCLA all the time. So that was nice. Um I mean, I don't know. It's just the LA life is different than being in Texas. So, it was pretty nice.
1: Did you ever think about staying in LA? Moving to LA?
0: No. See, that's the thing. I don't think I would want to live in LA. I think LA is like a short-term thing. I don't think I would want to live there unless I was rich, then I would maybe I would <laughs> live in LA, but besides that, I don't think I want to live in LA. Facts. I get that. Now, you talked about for you, like
1: one of the biggest things was basically the roster. What advice would you give to parents and kids like trying to choose a school? What should they look at? What should they look out for?
0: Yeah, it's a it definitely is a hard decision. I would definitely map out all the the pros and the cons. Um, You know, it shouldn't really matter like where I don't think you should really focus on location. And then obviously, if you're an elite kid you're getting recruited by these power five schools, like all of this stuff is going to be the same. So mm-hmm. the facilities, the nutrition, the, the the practice gym, like all of that stuff is going to be almost the same because these schools got money. So I don't think you should consider, you know, any of that stuff. Um, like I said, the roster, who's on the roster, who's the coach? Uh, if you want to be a pro, do they, you know, do they breed pros, you know? Um, At ucla corey's one of corey's like main things was i am woman so she was developing us not just basketball players she was developing developing us as women which i also loved about that program so it all depends on your you know your values and what you want out of playing uh college basketball so yeah
1: no that's that's good now i do want to go back a little bit um to training You know, because we're talking about all of this. We're talking about the offers. We're talking about Power 5. We're talking about Pro. And you've said a little bit, you know, when you was working out with Sean, you was there every day. I don't think kids and parents really understand the work that goes into getting a scholarship. Like, some of them really think, like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to get this offer. Oh, I play with this team. I'm going to get this offer. And this is these coaches' job. You got to put in the work. Like, what does the work look like? Like, help some of these kids out
0: who you i think that it would be important for them to see somebody who works actually work you know they need an example so like when i'm in the gym with, at sean's now i'm a little bit nicer now but back then like if you didn't work i'm like sean she got to go like she can't be with our group like i'm not finna train with her and and that's what it was you got sent over over there to do work over there if you wasn't like you know committed so i think it's all about mentality you gotta have the right mentality you gotta go into that gym and train like you the best one in that gym every single time and that's what i did like i'm the best one in the gym like and i'm gonna show everybody in this training that i'm the best one in the gym so i think it's all about mentality the work you know if you don't work it's gonna show mm-hmm. and that's just the bottom line oh if you don't
1: work it's gonna show that's a fact that's a fact i feel like a lot of times we get into these games and the parents wondering why their kid not doing this or they kid not doing that, or it's the coach fault and it's like i talk mm-hmm. about it a lot exposure or getting exposed like right. a lot oh, of these yeah. kids are starting to get exposed because they want the exposure, and some of them want it in sixth grade and seventh grade. You want to be playing in all these tournaments, but your body ain't ready for it. Your skill right. ain't really ready for it.
0: Yeah, and when dog meet dog meet not dog, like Ooh. you you gonna know <laughs> real fast. And there's people you want to travel and be on these teams. You're gonna go against these East Coast girls who who different, like very. You know, you're saying they. <laughs> They different. Some people are just different. And when you run up against different and you not, you're going to see you're going to get a reality check.
1: And the thing is, they smell it. Like, a dog going to smell it. They smell the fear. They smell oh, it. yeah. So, like, that's, yeah. that's also key. Like, you have to be ready. You got to put in the work. You have to work. It ain't just about going to AAU practice and that's it. It ain't just about going to high school and that's it. Like, this stuff, that's and at the right. end of the day, like, it's an investment. And that is something that I hope their parents really understand. Like, if this is what your kid wanna do, you gotta invest the time, the money, and the energy. Like, yeah. it's all
0: three. Yeah, I agree.
1: So like, that, that's Yeah. Good. Now, what made you, what made Sean become the one? Shout out to Sean. Sean is hard. Sean is in Austin, Texas, by the way.
0: My dog. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, gravitated uh... you to Sean? My dad, it was all my dad, so my, I don't know how my, I should actually talked to him about that, but my dad is the one who found Sean, and one day I was in the gym with Sean, and I think my first workout I was crying and saying my stomach hurt, like, I don't want to do this. Like, like <laughs> at the time I had, <laughs> my stomach hurt, I can't work out no more. At the time, that's the kind of mentality that I had. Like, I was good and I was already better than a lot of people in, in my age group. So I was like, why do I need a train? Like, this is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but I don't know, I just stuck with Sean. Sean's like family now, and I love that man to death. Um, but, he, you know, he keep it real. He keep it 100, he gonna tell it like it is. And, and he asked me what my goals was. We put it on film and then we got it done. And that's the thing I appreciated about him is the time and commitment that he put into me when he didn't have to.
1: That's a fact. Now, when you was training with him, where was he at this time? Was he going to different gyms or what was Sean in oh, yeah. his we, life?
0: <laughs> we, we out the trenches. Now the kids got the kids. Now they got a whole nice little nice facility <laughs> full court. We, right. We was half court. In it. it was hot. It was cold. We in there can't, you know, can't feel our hands training like. We was on the turf doing a lot of ball handling on the turf. Like we, we really got it out the mud. who's was in the trenches back in the day. Now,
1: do you remember? So, okay, when you start training with Sean, did he have like some other people older than you that he was training with?
0: Um, yeah, I think so. At the time, I think like my group was like the main group. Like we were pretty good. I can't really remember any older, maybe boys, but not yeah. girls. I guess At the I'm time. Asking.
1: I guess I'm asking because, like, so Sean, and I know Sean. This is why we're kind of talking about Sean. Um, obviously, did, I don't think he played.
0: Did he? No. He, he was like a baseball kid. Right. Sean, so, he, he's didn't pretty play,
1: he didn't play, and he really didn't have a location. So, like, what made you be or your dad be like, this is the guy that I want to train with? Whew.
0: That is hard to say. That yeah. was so long ago. I, don't, I think we just – we chose Sean and we committed to Sean, like, yeah. And, and I was already good. So I think that also helped Sean's brand. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we got this kid. Now we can get, you know, like, this is who we're training. Like this is, we can get more kids in. So I think it just worked out for me and him yeah. You know, together.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now I love to see, like, as you said, I had him on a podcast. Like I'd love to see like his growth, like it's oh, yeah. crazy. And that just goes into the work. Like, we talking about right. the work right now. Like, this man was going from gym to gym, just using a half court to having, what, the best facility in Central Texas, like, training right, facility. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy.
0: We be in the gym now. Like, to, he just, like, busts out out of nowhere, like, like dang, I really made it this far. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm proud of you. Like, this is amazing what you're doing and how many kids are still coming here and, and the growth that you mm-hmm have these kids like you see growth in kids when they go to Sean's and, and that's another thing when you are tra- finding different trainers like you gotta see like some type of growth when you train with a trainer. So yeah. and I think Sean does that.
1: That was actually what the the question I was just about to ask. Like that's why I was talking about the training because again everything we're talking about is to help these parents, to help these kids. It's everybody's a trainer now. Everybody's picking oh, up yeah. phones. Every, like, everybody's a trainer. And I like to say, so I used to always say at the end of the day, when I'm talking about teams, I used to just be like, or basketball. I used to be like, parents just don't get it. Like, they don't get it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I also think, like, they just don't know. So if you don't know, you don't know. And that's I think true. the other thing with training, like, there are so many people saying – oh, I could do this for you. Oh, I could do that for you. Like, how do we help these parents weed out? I don't even want to say the bad trainers. I would just say who they should be training with, like what they should be looking for.
0: Yeah. Well, who else is in the gym? Like, who do you want to train with? Like, you know, I love Sean, but Sean has some other kids that were workers as well and i don't want to train with somebody who don't work and today like i could come into the gym and if people not working i would leave the gym like i'm not going to train with other people who don't work so who else is this person training Mm -hmm. how much is they charging it shouldn't be outrageous you shouldn't be paying eight thousand dollars to train like that's crazy so you know a lot of factors play into that um But for me, it was like, who else is training in the gym? Who am I training with? How many people gonna be there? Am I training with 80 people? Like if I'm training with 80 people, I'm finna get up with five shots in an hour. Like, so you gotta think about things like that too. So you can tell who like, just go social media, social media, tell it all. Like go to the social media, see what they about, what they posting, who's training, things like that. Yeah,
1: facts. Now, and we kind we kind of going from here to here to here to here. Um, high school, you played at, what? You, Vista Ridge? Vista Ridge? Vista Ridge. That's what I thought. What was that season like? What was y'all? How was y'all?
0: We were pretty good, you yeah. uh, know. I think I maybe lost like six games in my whole high school career. Like For my real? first year, we were, yeah, my first year we were really good. I'm not sure we lost a game, but in in the into the finals. Um, yeah, I didn't lose very much in high school.
1: Same coach was Keith, the coach.
0: Um, Keith, no, he was Stony Point coach at the time. Uh, my first coach was uh, Mike Martin. He passed away a few years ago, so rest peace to him. And then Pecos McDaniel was oh, my yeah, coach. Oh yeah, McDaniel's, Yeah,
1: yeah. So, oh, is he is he coaching
0: still? Mm, I don't think he's still coaching anymore.
1: Yeah, McDaniel's. That's who it was. That's that's definitely who it was. Okay, yeah. and you, you was just a McDonald uh, nominee.
0: Nominee, yeah, I was in a McDonald's all yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, don't worry about none of that either (laughs) because I killed a lot of McDonald's all Americans when I got to college. So, listen, listen,
1: which is where we're going from a ranking from McDonald's, from all of that. Like, I just feel like I think social media is a great thing. Like, I really do. I think that there's a lot of advantages to social media. But I also feel like it's half the reason why AAU is the way it is. It's why some of mm-hmm. these players and parents are the way they are because they looking at what this person doing and that person are. this person ranked and this and that. Like you just said, like I want to make down all American, but I gave I gave them some some numbers when I played them. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. that's that's yeah, big because I'm... people think about that all the time.
0: No, yeah. Going back to what you're saying about the AAU and the kids now, like. Now we see like uh uh, got an offer from whomever I we never did that like like so that's new to me so I think like now that some kids is like oh I got offer from here which is not very smart to do actually. Now everybody doing it. We Mm -hmm. never did that. You know, one of my good friends is Kyra, and she got offers when she was seventh grade. So imagine if she tweeted out every offer she got.
1: Shout out to Kyra, too. Kyra's episode, like, two or three. Go check out her episode. But that's a fact. Like, we posted a hundred offers.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you... It's a lot in that. So I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying about, you know, the AU and how it's changed and social media. It's, it's not good right now. It's a lot of comparing probably too. So.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, I guess you take the good with the bad because I also obviously like what do colleges do when they see, Oh, I got an offer from Baylor. What you think everybody else in the big 12 going to do? Go offer that kid. So it's like, okay, do y'all really like who really wants me? But it's just like now the coaches, the schools are kind of doing that to keep in the runnings. The players, like just posting offers so they can say, I got an offer. Like, what's the, and I I ain't trying to take away from the joy of the people posting. I ain't trying to do that at all. But at the same time, like, you want to get a graphic to post all these offers? Like, yeah really want It's
0: to not something I would do, but you know, tweets his own. So, listen, the the kids be
1: loving it, and at the end of the day, like even for programs, whether that's good or bad, like I have a program, you know, it is. It obviously helps the program when this kid is going there or whatever the case may be. But a lot of programs, like they gunning for it, they aiming for it, they almost pressuring some of these schools, like hey, offer this kid, and you can get this kid. Like, mm. and I don't think it's helping the game at all.
0: It's definitely getting more political, especially with NIL now. So that that changes the game too. NIL. So like now, like if I was making a decision to go play college basketball somewhere, it might be a little different. Like it might be okay, you know, where can I get the most money at? Mm-hmm. I'm a women. I'm a women basketball player, so I'm not gonna be playing until I'm forty years old, like I'm LeBron. Like right. so now, I gotta think about financially. How does it, how does this, how will this school help me financially too? So now I want to be a pro and then now I want to make money to start investing in my future when I'm, for when I'm done playing basketball. And I think that's an important thing too, when you're a high level player, to be thinking about that. So
1: a hundred percent, like I think, I I think business before anything, like, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even if you're not like, when you're talking about high level, yes, from an NIL perspective at the end of the day. Um, but even kids that's not high level, whatever, like, I think it's very important to think about network, like, yeah, think about yeah. network, think about boosters, like think about all of that and actually do it. Like when yeah. you're at these schools, like that's one thing that I am like very proud of myself for doing. I was at Texas. Like I talked to my academic advisor. I talked to like, it's this one lady, like, Lisa McBride, shout out to you. She's a Texas ex. <laughs> Much older than me, but like somebody that I connected with, like, that I still talk to. Like, she just sent me Mm -hmm. a picture. Her daughter just had a baby, I think, like, two weeks ago or or a time ago, and she just sent me a picture of it. But, like, that came just from me networking while I was at Texas. And I think that kids need to do a much, especially girls, need to do a much Mm -hmm. better job of, like, networking with the school. You there for four years, five years, however
0: many years. Network. Yeah 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 you gotta utilize utilize everything that they give you so i guess that you could probably put that in uh how you would choose a school as well like who is this coach you know introducing us to so when i was at ucla like we had people from the bank from banks come in and explain to us like banking like Mm -hmm. it was just like random people that would come in and teach us different things which is important for us for, you know, after basketball. And I think that's important. You got to think after basketball and networking is key. And that's why I always keep in touch with my UCLA coaches. Always, you know, I text them win or whatever it may be checking in, just because I know that one day I may need these people Mm -hmm. um, to help give me a job.
1: For sure. For sure. Now, we done talked a lot. I want to get into Dupree's now.
0: What time is it over there, by the way? It is 6.39 p.m. right now.
1: It's eleven o'clock over here, y'all. Eleven thirty nine. This is why we've been struggling because Jabriza was one working like in the gym, and then now overseas. I could never get this overseas time. I didn't have Brooke. We struggled when it was because she overseas. Joiner, I still ain't been able to get her on because just the overseas schedule. Who else? Yeah. Katrina. Katrina is finally yes. here
0: now, <laughs> so... Right. Oh, you better get it while she's there.
1: I am. I think we're filming <laughs> this evening. I'm like, me and this overseas, we just, is we not cutting. But But let's talk about overseas. Um, I think that at the end of the day, and people know about overseas, of course, but like most young girls, and that's how everybody is, right? Like we always talk about we want to go to the league. We want to go to the WNBA. We want to do these different things. And it's still life with basketball even if you don't go to the league. So what has the overseas life been like? What has your journey been like, et cetera? Let's talk about it.
0: So my journey was a little hard. It was a little tough because of COVID. So graduating 2020, that's when COVID hit. We didn't have the NCAA tournament. I didn't have a graduation. I didn't have a training camp. So I actually got drafted that my senior year to play for Chicago sky, but I didn't even get a chance because mm-hmm. of COVID. So we didn't have training camps. I didn't even get to go showcase like anything that I could maybe play in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was tough. So I think COVID really kind of altered a little bit of my journey as far as like playing in the WNBA. Cause once you don't get in, it's kind of hard to get back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then out of college, I go play in Russia. I play in Hungary. I play in Turkey, I play in Greece, mm. and now I'm playing in France. So I've gotten the opportunity to play in some nice places. Obviously, Russia is probably like a little, ass eh, it's real yeah. cold there. But I got to play in France, Hungary, and Greece. And those are some really nice places. Um, but I think it's worth, it. it's worth it. I think it's definitely a different lifestyle. It's definitely something that... You know, you got to be willing to make a lot of sacrifices for and you got to be able to adapt well Um, because it's hard. You're away from family. Um, The coach is probably a little crazy over here. You probably don't know the language. Um, Only a few people speak English on the team. The coach probably don't speak English, very good English. So it's definitely, you know, a different lifestyle and it's an adjustment. And I think I adapt well, so it's easier for me to play over here. Um, but, you know, my journey has been a little bit smooth. Um, there's been some ups and downs, with like teams and staying on teams and trying to find the right fit for me. But, you know, I'm grateful that I'm still playing basketball. Um, this is what I wanted back way back when we were talking about 2015, I want to be a pro and mm-hmm. this is where I am. So, you know, I kind of done everything that I said I would do when I, you know, when I wrote it down, when me and Sean put it on the camera um so you know what can i say
1: yeah that's what's been your favorite place
0: Ooh, my favorite place to be in the city probably is greece athens i was in athens athens oh, is beautiful nice eating steak on the beach like it's nice oh yeah <laughs> so that's probably my favorite place to like the city to be in
1: now brooke when i talked to brooke we talked about this a little bit um but, like, help me understand just, like, I guess, like, the different – like, I know there's different levels. There's different leagues. There's, like,
0: mm-hmm. a bunch of
1: different things. Like, help me understand that.
0: So, there's EuroLeague. EuroLeague is, like, the best – the best of the best. It's, like, probably WNBA and then EuroLeague. So, a lot of WNBA players, like, Brianna Stewart, Uh. Natasha, how like a lot of those players play in Euro League, which is the best league, and those have the best teams. So Euro League is like different teams from different countries, um, and then there's Euro Cup. Um, it's like the second best league that like different teams, different they play, and then you also play in your country in your country league. So I play in the French league, and I play all the teams in France. I don't play on the Euro Cup or Euro tip Euro League team, so I don't like travel to different countries to play other teams if that makes sense
1: yeah that makes sense so in France are there different levels
0: yes so in every in every country there's different levels Turkey whatever so right now so I started off in French first league and we I got cut uh we lost every game and when you're an American overseas like they about business. And if yeah. you're not getting it done, you know, they going to cut you. So I got cut in French first league. And then I happened to get an offer from French second league, which is real, was so we real say hard first for league,
1: me. I'm assuming that's like their top league.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like okay. D1, D2. Okay. Almost. So then I got an offer from a team in French, the best team in French second league. And you know, it was kind of hard for me. Like, pride-wise to, like, mm-hmm. okay, I got cut in French first league. Now I got to go play French second league. So I have to get out of that, that mindset and that mind space of, like, it being like that. So I'm playing the French second league right now, which is a very respected league. French French second league and Turkey second league are really good leagues. Got it.
1: And how many people on the team?
0: Ooh, 11, 10 okay. maybe with a young girl. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you the only, how many Americans on your team?
0: There's another American on my team. So it's just two of y'all. Mm-hmm. She's African, so she's like she has a passport that's African and an American passport, but she's American.
1: Oh, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. And you how long you been there?
0: Uh just two weeks. I just got here. I just uh left from the United States.
1: So you were in Texas? What was what what league were you in before this one?
0: French first league. Oh, in September, the start of the season. So the start. And that's of when you got over-season. cut
1: and went to Texas. Came back to Texas. Yeah, so, so
0: September to like November, I played in French first league. We got cut. A national team break. I went home mm. until January. So I spent December mostly December just training, and then I yep. went back. Came back January.
1: Got it. I'm following now. I wasn't following at first. I'm okay. Following. And do you have a, um, you have like an agent that um, is helping you?
0: I do have an agent. He does everything. So, which is my next
1: question because (laughs) um, obviously like talking overseas, like, like how did you go about finding the right agent?
0: This is my second agent. So it was a little hard. So the agent I'm actually with is someone who like wanted me out of college, but I didn't pick Mm -hmm. him. I picked a lady. Um. Um. It's just all about what you want. You like, like how we've been talking about your values, your needs. Like, it's all the same. Um. So if you want, you want an agent that you know you get close with to be your friend, like things like that. There's people like that. Then there's like agents who are just strictly business. Like we only talk when, you know, I get an offer or something happens. You know. So it just all depends on what you want. So I really wanted an agent that was gonna fight for me, who was gonna tell, like really tell teams like you know I can do this and then when I out of college I really wanted the agent that could help me get into the WNBA mm-hmm. and then that changed over a course of time I really I really like I haven't given up on the dream of WNBA but I stopped you know putting a lot of pressure on myself about the WNBA mm-hmm. so it kind of changed so then I got an agent who was in Europe who had was already over here that no people you know on the different teams and clubs so I wanted someone who was local. Mm.
1: And what exactly, like, are these agents negotiating? Like, what's the agent's role?
0: Basically, they just find you a team and try to... So this a, kind of depends on what type of player you are. So um, they find you a team and then they, and they create the contract. So I need a one-bedroom apartment. I need a car. I need... Uh, you know a microwave like things like that Um, so they put all that in the uh, contract then when it comes to like money the team could be like okay we have a budget of $8,000 a month so then your agent could try to you know bump that to $8,500 a month or $9,000 a month or bonuses like you know if we win the cup game you get $1,000 or if we win the championship you get $2,000 so things like that they kind of negotiate so we don't pay the agent the club pays mm-hmm. the agent mm-hmm. um so it's pretty like real standard and i'm assuming they get the a percentage Yeah, they get a cut mm-hmm. yes but they don't get anything so say a team's gonna pay me seventy thousand dollars like that's what i'm gonna get the whatever the agent and the club got as far as the money that's between them like yep. it doesn't come out of my money yeah
1: makes sense and That agent, your agent, can still, in a sense, pitch. That's the word I'm just gonna use. Like, if for you for the league for the WNBA and things like that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: Have you um, have you ever thought about um trying to get into the league that's in Dallas in February? Well,
0: I did. I actually did when I got cut. I. I, I waited too late. I waited mm-hmm. till like, December. I was like, oh, I could try to play at AU Sports. Yeah. And it was too late. They already had a bunch of guards, et cetera. So.
1: And that's in Maybe. February, right?
0: That's, yeah, yeah, it's coming up.
1: Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. No,
0: yeah, it would be a good opportunity. Like, that's good exposure uh, to play over there. And to play home, people can come watch you play. So it would be nice to play there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about when you was talking about it. This, this has been very informative, like a lot of a lot of different information. Um, I've always enjoyed watching you play. I'm glad that we was able to connect. Um, love your spirit. Love your energy. Um, and I just want to give you your flowers. Like, love what you're doing. Love the grind. And always appreciate you. Like, I've ran camps. I've ran different things. And before you even knew me, you was like, yeah, I'm down and came to help. So I definitely appreciate that i um, excited to continue to watch your journey. I appreciate you for coming on. Before we end, we always do. Oh, I got a name, y'all. It's going to be called Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. So it's been called Rapid Fire. And everybody's like, that's not Rapid Fire because I have conversations during the Rapid Fire. <laughs> so it's called Top 5, Top 5, <laughs> Top 5. I got five okay. things for you. And we're going to go. You ready? Okay. Are you a pass first point guard or a score first point guard? Score first.
0: Oh, yeah, you a scorer. You gotta get over. <laughs> got to get away.
1: What is you. your biggest ick as a player?
0: Oof, when when post players don't catch the ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who is the best post player? This is 2A. Who is the best post player you played with?
0: Ooh, post player I, uh forward, I would say Michaela Onion is the best forward I played with.
1: Okay. Game winning three or game winning and
0: one? Ooh, game winning and one. That's yeah. tough. I figured the and one. Bill your five.
1: Women's college basketball.
0: Oh, players? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. I got it. Okay, my starting point guard is Caitlin Clark. Okay, she's she's very very tough. I'm gonna go with Charisma Osborne, uh, UCLA of course. Uh, as my two guard. Um, I'm gonna go as my three. Mm. I'm gonna skip that. I'm gonna go with my five. I'm gonna go. Cameron Brink from Stanford. Okay. Yep. Um, ooh, this is tough. I don't really like get into the the threes and the four like scoring guards. I might get I might put Paige at the three. You know, that's that's kind of three point guards, but that's three <laughs> uh, that's three buckets. yeah you might lack on defense <laughs> a little bit, but that's three buckets. Playing. No you know? defense. All about points you whoever scored the most points wins the game so we going we're gonna get a bucket so I'm gonna go Caitlin charisma Paige. oh I don't I don't think I know any four players I'm trying to think of uh, who's at South Carolina South Carolina Ooh. I don't know. I don't know
1: Why did I just forget her name? That's crazy. At Texas. I just forgot her name. That's so crazy. Oh, that girl's a
0: bucket. That's that. that oh, I'm gonna go. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm a, uh, UT, you know, I got a little animosity towards <laughs> UT. So I ain't gonna choose no players from UT. Oh, I'm so sorry. What's the animosity a, from UT? What's the Austin kid? And, you know, they didn't really want me. So whatever. I, I respect that. I can feel that. I Had to give him a twenty ball when I rolled in in, in Austin. Um, I'm gonna go. So there's a player at LSU. i am I'm gonna go. I'm a I'm a sub page out. Michaela. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. I'm I'm a sub page out. Oh, Whoa. 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 <laughs> I'm going. I'm going Juju from from USC Fats. as my three. <laughs> so you're not gonna yes, do Michaela gonna...
1: from LSU. This little piece right here is killing me. There we go.
0: You know, I'm going to put Juju at the 4 cuz she's okay. a big guard and I'm going to put Michaela at the 3, Carmat oh, no. at the 2. Yeah, and Kaylin at the 1 and Brink at the 5 maybe. That's she kind of that's not a very good strong 5, but we're going to make it work. Who's rebounding is the question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who's rebounding
0: because who's going to outscore us is the real question.
1: I'm gonna have to clip. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this clip right here, and it's the one I'm gonna post because I'm gonna need the people in the comments to to rate this starting five. She's saying they getting buckets, but I'm trying to figure out who defending and who rebounding.
0: Look, sometimes you gotta work with what you got, and that's what we gonna
1: do. I feel it. That's it. Pre-game playlist. What that pre-game playlist
0: look like? Oh, little baby, Meek Mill. I gotta. You know. I, this year, I'm trying to go like not as humble. I'm trying to go like, you know, I'm I'm the one. So I got to listen to that, you know, that stuff that make yeah. you put on Black, Black Air Force One, you know, that. that. <laughs> so I'm going some gangsta stuff, a little baby Meek Mill, you know. Ooh, I feel it, I feel it. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs>
1: There's going to be a lot of good clips from this episode. I already know it. We always start the podcast off with what is different in the game. I like to end with the guess. What will be different with Japrice within the next three to five years?
0: Oof. Oof, that's a good one. I think for me, mine is more emotional. So I think – something different about me is, you know, more patient and more calm on the emotional side and not, you know, basketball isn't just me, you know, basketball doesn't define me and I'm not valued by basketball. So being more than just a basketball player.
1: Mm, I love it. I love that. There you go. Tell everybody where they can find you and leave a message for the parents or players or both that's on your heart.
0: Japrice dean my instagram is japrees24 so follow me i'm in france right now playing on toulouse so you know you can go to my instagram and i'll be posting the links if you want to watch me play um i would just say for the kids out there just to keep working have that mentality change uh, always know that there's someone out there that's working as well so you got to work harder and parents i think that y'all should just stay out the way let the kid do what they want to do uh probably say less and support more for parents say less and support more i like it i appreciate
1: y'all for tuning in make sure you like follow subscribe again like follow subscribe do all of that like follow subscribe share this out with some people who need this information and we gonna keep bringing episode after episode after episode every single week like follow and subscribe we'll see y'all next week We'll